This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Building a Trinity podcast. I am your host, Kyler Bills. I'm a freshman wrestling 285 pounds here at Trine, and I'm going to be your guide in this exploration of the Trine wrestling program, both past and present. I am very excited to introduce the Building a Trinity podcast. This will be a bi-monthly podcast in where we will have a guest on the program, whether it be a wrestler on the team now or past, a coach, um, some alumni, and just get you more acclimated with the program. Sometimes we'll have multiple guests um, and just help you get to know Trine Wrestling and what it is. Um, and since the details are out of the way, we'll jump into the first guest of the season. Joining us today, we have assistant coach Ryan Clark. How you doing, Coach Clark? Fantastic, my man. All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Uh, who, we'll start off with that. Who is Ryan Clark? Who is? So we're going to do the deep dive. All right. Uh, grew up in Lansing, Michigan. I uh, attended Lansing Catholic High School. Uh, started wrestling actually in my freshman year of high school, so, which is, I think is pretty unusual for a college coach and a collegiate wrestler. Uh, periods. Um, it's hilarious because when my program, my program literally started, my high school program started my freshman year of high school and then ended like when I graduated college. Uh, we did not have really a really successful high school program. We were combined with a school called Bath who actually just cut their program, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I was approached by our vice principal. I was playing football at the time and he said, hey, I think wrestling would be great for you. You should come out. It'll probably get you better at football. And I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I spent the first uh, 28 matches of my freshman year season on my back. I, uh, that's the crazy part. I went 0-24 my freshman year of high school. Wow. And I ended my college career ranked, you know, at one time ranked top 25 in the country. So, um, yeah, uh, in high school, worked my butt off. Uh, had two really, really great people uh, around me, and Chris and Milo Rudd, who were, like, not only like just great practice partners, uh, they were a little bit lighter, but they were you know hardworking. Um, they were you know really my only friends in high school. So um, when you know I, I thought about, it, I was like I really wanted to wrestle in college. Um, obviously, wasn't really a high caliber wrestler. I never made the state tournament. Uh, I approached Brandon Brissett of all the college, and I was like, hey, I want to wrestle here. Um, he said, okay. You know, his policy is you put in the work. Uh, you can be on the team, and I did just that, and, you know, I went above and beyond. I tried to do everything I could to be a good wrestler, um, struggled a bit my first couple of years. I did get wins, but I didn't get a lot of them, uh, and then really turned the corner in my junior year, started knocking off some top 25 guys, uh, started in a couple duels for all of that, and then my senior year, I was a, I was a starter and senior captain, so really, I think uh, – Anybody who wants to succeed in the sport can succeed in the sport. And I think, you know, I like to use myself as an example of that because I was not an athlete in high school. I was not a good athlete in high school. Um, but because I wanted it, because I persevered through a lot of the losses, like I got – I remember going to the IHPO actually and getting my butt kicked there. Um, I ended up being – not 100% satisfied with my college career because I think, you know, like everybody, you have your regrets, but really just 
getting to a lot higher level than a lot of people thought I would. Absolutely. So I know with talking, you know, I've, I've been wrestling for, well, I started when I was seven or eight and then took a lot of time off and picked it up back up in middle school. But everybody had that moment that they kind of fell in love with the sport. And maybe it wasn't a moment. Maybe it was gradually over time. Was there a specific moment you can remember where you either fell in love with the sport or like you said, you know, you struggled out throughout high school or you just decided that what you want to do was wrestling and it was your passion. And so it was all you wanted to work towards, like when your work ethic picked up for it. Because I can tell by what you brought to Trine that you're an extremely hardworking guy um, and I can see those values throughout you. I appreciate it. Um, that's hard to say because I think what wrestling gave me, um, it wasn't a specific moment. Um, if that's, I mean, there were, I've had some phenomenal moments in the sport, some huge dual wins. Um, you know, one of my you know best moments, honestly, was my team taking top eight in the country as a dual team. Um, but I think what wrestling gave me that I never had before it was a group of people like, you know, really growing up, you know, I, you know, I'd, I'd struggled a bit in school and I struggled with socially and, um, what wrestling gave me was a bridge to other people. And, um, you know, first it was the two people I brought up, Chris and Milo Root. Then it was Alan Drake from Hazlitt. Then it was just a group of people that we created on our summer team. We, you know, like, it was crazy. My friend Milo built a summer team for the Grand River Rumble. Um, just, like, invited a bunch of his friends he knew to come wrestle for us. And uh, that was my group of people. Like, I didn't have friends in high, like, from my high school, but I had my friends from all over who wrestled because they loved the sport, they loved going out, they loved working hard, they loved going, doing the summer practice and stuff. And even though we weren't all, like, super high level, like, some of the guys coming in here, like, you know, we have, like, Fargo All-American state runner-ups, some hammers on our team, they were still all hardworking and wanted to succeed. And I think, above all, that's what wrestling gave me was a community. And that's why I fell in love with the sport. Absolutely. I totally get what you're saying. Um, a situation just like you. Um, as you, you know, pursue and, and gain a passion for this sport, you want to surround yourself with the same people who have the same core values, people who want to work hard and are working towards something. Um, a guy I consider my best friend, Matt Lepre, wrestles at Wabash now. Um, he had a point in his life where what he wanted to do was wrestle and he wanted to work hard. And he really pushed me throughout high school to gain a passion and to lock in on wrestling that you know, I wasn't working as hard as I should have, but but when he grabbed me and pushed me in practice, and any time we, we got together, that really helped me. And definitely, I mean, the the bonds you make throughout the sport are great. I've only been here for, what, two two months now? Yeah. And these guys are my family. You guys are my family, and I'll, I'll never forget you guys. So what you're saying there is just, I, I totally get it. I mean. It's a hard sport. It is. Like, no sane person wants to do this. No sane person wants to cut 15 pounds. No, And to, for to sure. make weight. No sane person wants to beat their body up day in and day out. It, you have to be a little bit crazy to do it. And I think that's why it draws you so close, is that any adversity, um, there's a there's a proverb, 1717, um, goes something like, brother brothers are made in adversity. Okay. And nothing rings truer to that than you know, being on a, on a team like, like Trines uh, in wrestling. So that really sticks with me. Another one, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen 17, uh, is iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Um, those are two quotes that just throughout my collegiate career, or career just, you know, stuck with me because that really is what it is. You are literally beating each other to make each other sharper for competition, for life, for everything. 
Absolutely. And, and it took a while to realize this, but I think it does take a sense of maturity to realize that the things that you are getting from wrestling is, isn't just accolades and a better body, getting more fit, but it's about like the responsibility aspect and the, it's making you a better person more than it's making you a better wrestler. Um, it teaches you, you know, discipline, responsibility, respect, uh, brotherhood. It's the biggest thing for high school sports and specifically wrestling that I gained, um, and I'm already seeing it here at Trine, is being able to, to take a group of strangers who you don't know one week, and the next week, you know, you're staying at each other's houses, and they become your family and your brothers, and you, you do anything for them, you're always there for them, and that's, that's the biggest thing life can give you, let alone a sport. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a thought, but I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's great to get a, a background of you in wrestling, and um, so I'll start with, how did you find your way to trying? You know, you were, you were an Olivet guy. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find your way to trying? A uh, couple different reasons. Well, one, obviously, is Coach Hall. Like, Coach Hall was most certainly my best friend at Olivet. Um, we really got tight his senior year and my sophomore year. Uh, we would... You know, after our preseason workouts, we would go down at like eight o'clock at night to uh, the gym. Worked out with a guy named Aaron Gumpert, who was a you know a football guy, and just do a million power cleans, a million snatches, a million pull ups, do a bunch of wads. Like we just love putting in extra work because that's the type of guy Coach Hall is too. He, um, it's kind of funny. He calls me the epitome of hard work, but I, I've, I've never seen anybody work harder than that guy. Like that guy busts his words you can't say on a podcast. <laughs> um, just everything he wants and like and that's the kind of people you want in your life is you want the people who um who just go after it but um well there that's he got hired here as an assistant in 2016 got promoted to head coach in 2018 and uh um it the offer has always been on the table um a couple of different things in my life were going on that kind of prevented me from getting down here which I'm kind of realizing now was a mistake because it's been nothing but awesome um, first, really the, the main thing is the fact that I, I got a job in, in my field. I majored in actuarial science and I, uh, got a job as an actuarial analyst right out of college, um, at AAA in Dearborn, uh, worked there for three years and wasn't a fan. <laughs> right, right. No, I got Yeah, you. it's, and, and I think it's a great career. I think it's a great profession. I just knew within three months it wasn't for me. Um, I, I, I wasn't really loving the work. I, you know, I didn't feel like I gelled with anybody at the office very well. I think, you know, it, like I'm, I'm very analytical person, kind of like they are, but it's, it's, um, it's hard when no one's ath- athletically minded like you are. You, you feel kind of alone in that, like, and uh, plus when you're not really enjoying the work, you don't really talk to anybody at the office. It kind of just stinks. So, and that, that is partially my fault is that I, I didn't reach out as much, but the same time I just wasn't enjoying what I was doing so um decided to make the leap in April this year uh and uh now I'm here yeah I totally get it and you know I've only been here like I said two three months at trying but from what I can tell from what guys have said about the program in the past you coming here was just a a big step I mean (laughs) we all remember the first conditioning workout um I didn't know what I was coming into uh I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be, so I came underhydrated, um, and may or may not have not been able to finish the workout. But it was definitely a uh, a good wake up call for me that you know you're in college now, um, and this isn't just the same thing as high school. And I don't think a lot of 
you know, smaller programs have that, that benefit of having a guy like you who's experienced, and this is his passion, yeah. you know, not, not just wrestling, but, you know, nutrition and the whole, you know, weightlifting and making your body right in that aspect of it. And I think just what you're doing here at Trine is great. And, and another thing I wanted to talk about is, I mean, what, what year did you graduate? So I graduated 2018. I guess I should bring up the fact I'm a certified strength conditioning specialist through the National Strength Conditioning Association, which allows me to, you know, run you guys through preseason workouts. And, um, and that is my passion, like running, like being in, in the fitness world, being around at the gym, being around wrestling, being around like athletics. That is really my passion because all of my free time when I was working at AAA was dedicated to uh, either training at Scorpion, fighting system, personal training people. Um, you know, I, I did take a couple MMA fights and I competed, I'm pretty sure, over like 50 or 60 Jiu-Jitsu matches while I was, you know, in between like here and uh, – and wrestling in college. So being around combat sports and being around lifting and being around fitness, it really is my passion. Cause I think that kind of shows up like for people, like when they're, you know, what they kind of do when they, you know, don't, um, when they have a lot of time on their hands, like what, what do they do with that time? That kind of shows what their passions are and really all of it was in that direction. So it's like, it, it just naturally followed that. Why am I not doing this? for a living. Absolutely. And it, it really is the American dream to just have that thing that you're passionate about. A lot of people don't get to, you know, have that thing that they're passionate about and get to get paid to do it. So the fact that you were brought in to do that is just amazing. And it's, it's just as beneficial to trying as it is to you. Um, what I really like about you and Coach Hall coming in is um, I've never had coaches who were a little younger on the side. And you guys have been through what we are going through just a couple years ago. Having you guys that experienced and college wrestlers who are young still roll around with us. I mean, you guys go through the practices just like we do. You guys are out there pushing us every single day. We had an assistant coach um, in high school, uh, Kyle Wood. He was He's a lot like you in that regard. He would always – and you have two types of coaches, a coach who just sits around, te coaches technique, and doesn't really get involved in the kids. And you also have guys like you and Coach Hall who will get around – get involved and, and roll around with you and tell you what you're doing wrong. You guys are asking to schedule one-on-one -on -one practices and, and you just, you guys are there to make us better wrestlers, better people. And you do anything it takes to, I, you know, you guys get asked to go work out on the weekends and you come in and work in with us in the weekends. And I think that's just really beneficial having younger coaches who, who know what we are going through and can see it's like trial and error. You know, the, the good things you did in college you can install that in us and the things that you wish you didn't do or that you wish you did but didn't do, you can do for us. And I think that that's just great. And it's it's a thing that a lot of people don't get to have is younger, experienced coaches who know what they're talking about and can pass that on to the, the team. And it's something I'm really grateful for. Yeah, and, and there is room for the administrative coaches because a lot of the, what you don't see, and this is something I'm figuring out, since my first year coaching is that there's a lot of background work to be done. There's a lot of like planning tournaments and organizing and uh, recruiting and, and, and so much that goes on in the background. So there is room for that coaches who just have to step away from the mat, get all the administrative stuff done. But that is the nice part about being um, in coach hall five years out. I'm three. So I, there's still people who I wrestle with in college currently wrestling um, is that, you know, we, we can do all that administrative stuff, but we can also jump on the mat and, still love jumping on the mat. Like, whenever whenever we get... We actually, like, argue over who gets to go on the mat. Like, we both, like, want to wrestle so badly. Right. Um. So, it's... Uh, that's... 
something that I think a lot of, you know, college kids would appreciate is the fact that their their coaches are willing to work with them, not just, like, showing them technique and not just, you know, tell them, telling them what to do, but, you know, being out there, showing them what to do, showing them this is what I expect of you, this is how hard I want you to drill, um, and setting the pace in the practice. So I kind of joked today that, uh, like, that the – uh, the guy out there beating up the kids is known as the enforcer, and Coach Hall seemed to disagree. <laughs> but uh. no, I mean the fact that you guys are out there, you know, rolling around with us and beating us up. I mean, it's 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 tough love, and you need that, and it's it's the only way we're going to get better. You not know? beating up, educating. Edu- yeah, 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 not beating <laughs> up, not beating up. Better words. Um, so, what do you? What would you say you do here at Trying? Because you do a lot of things. Obviously, you're an assistant coach. You have many different sides. But what are you bringing? To trying, well, I, you know, I, I'm bringing the CSCS background. I, I got that specifically so I could coach here, um, because I, I wanted to come in and bring, you know, have a certification showing I, I knew what I was talking about. Um, usually you have to have an exercise science degree to, to get that. I studied for five, I studied for five months and passed it. So, um, I bring that to the table. Um, really, how I look at it is, even though I'm part time. I want to be here as much as I possibly can. It does, this doesn't feel like work to me. This feels like just, you know, leading a team, getting guys ready for season. Um, it, it feels like, you know, I'm I'm back in the grind again. I'm just playing a different role. Uh, so really uh, what I feel like my job is is that I prepare you guys as much as I possibly can using the knowledge I've learned from, you know, not only wrestling in college myself, but uh, from – uh, you know, from working with professional fighters up at Scorpion Fighting System for a couple years, working with the best nutritionist, shout out, Mary Vance, um, who works with UFC fighter, fighters, world champions, um, a ton of different athletes uh, up in Howell. Um, and, you know, just the life experience I have being a student and being an athlete. At the same time, taking as much off Coach Hall's plate as I possibly can so he can, you know, keep building the program like it has been for the past six years because, you know, you know, taking that role alone, he's done a phenomenal job. Like, you know, being a, being on campus as much as he have and doing as much as he did the past couple of years, he's, you know, done amazing work here. So hopefully now that he has, has like um, – someone who's same mindset as him knows what he expects you know has been friends with him for years that he can even he can push even harder and push even farther absolutely and, and like I said it's only my first year here so I don't know what like the normal college aspect of it is but I know that you being here makes it a lot easier obviously with you being certified you can come in and, and run preseason workouts with us that I know we wouldn't be able to do if you weren't here um, and you guys are constantly on campus whether it be recruits or working with the team working for the team trying to get the team in better position, you know, we, we really appreciate that. Um, so even not only from a wrestling aspect, but but what are your first impressions or what were your first impressions here at Trine and just the school, the campus, the life, everything, the culture? We were talking about this before the podcast. It, you know, one of my jobs is recruiting. It is so easy to recruit here. Like, you just show them around. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful campus. Like, I've been down a lot of Division three campuses, um, you know, all around the country. Since you know I I, com- I competed and I can say confidently that Trine is one of if not the best campus I've ever been on. That's Division three. Uh, it's beautiful. Football field's gorgeous. Like the the walkway through campus is gorgeous. 
the buildings are for the most part new. I mean, I swear buildings are popping up like trees every time I visited here before I was coaching. I, I mean, coach hall started coaching six years ago and I would, every time I came down to visit him, which would be every couple of months, it seems like a new building popped up like a tree. So, um, they're doing a lot of building here. They're doing a lot of different exciting stuff here. Um, and, and just everything I've heard about the faculty and the engineering program and all the different programs around here, like just academically, the, the school's phenomenal too. So um, when you're talking to a, a, a kid, especially who's in the STEM field, um, you know, it, it's it's very easy to see why a lot of people choose Trine because it, it, gorgeous campus, great academic programs, good athletic programs, just all around a great school. So that's my first impression. And when it comes to the team, you know, you guys are awesome. Like I, I like count the minutes before I get on my other job that I can come here. Um, I love being around you guys. I love the team camaraderie. I love that you guys are all close. And, and something I was just thinking about today, we have 20 people out of the 20, you know, 24 currently on roster that have four years of academic eligibility because of the COVID shirt. So that's that in itself awesome because it's a it's a group of 20 guys that can all grind and grow together over the next four years so um yeah that's I mean that's really my first impression of trying just fantastic school absolutely and I could definitely attest to the uh the recruiting aspect of it I mean just I think I came on my visit here probably six or seven months ago um and I'll be honest you know out the gate I was, I was interested in trying, but, you know, it wasn't necessarily the top of my priority, but I came here, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And once I got here from the second I walked on campus to the second I left campus, it did a total 180. I went from, you know, I'm going to come out here and give it a try to, I don't even need to visit any other colleges. I came here, you know, with wrestling in mind, um, and, and Coach Hall showed me on a great visit, showed me a great team, a great facility. Um, and a hardworking culture, but not only that, but I'm a communications major, and just just the resources that we have here. I mean, how many D3 colleges, and even colleges in general, have three podcast booths? And, and I was just gonna say that, like, we're in a Joe Rogan style co- podcast boot, booth at a school with less than five thousand kids. I like, know it's yeah. crazy. I mean, when I came here, I've always wanted to get into podcasting, but I was like, I'm in a podcast out of my dorm room, or, or what's going on here, and then. I was on campus, I saw that there were these two here, and I was like, oh, well, I wonder if they, you know, it's just for, you know, the Trine Broadcasting Network or whatnot, you can't really have that freedom, but they invite you to start your own podcast, and they give you a platform. A lot of the organizations and the sports here and all the broadcasting, it's student-led, and, that, and I fell in love with that, being a communications major. Um, just the opportunity here, I was sold on the education Sold on the wrestling, sold on the campus. It's a beautiful campus, like you said. I think our oldest building is Hershey, where we wrestle at, and that's still a, a beautiful building. I mean, they're they still just doing redid renovations. the floors, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they redid the floors. They they redo the the dorm floors every year, and, and the, they just I think they just did the calf. Um, it's just it's beautiful, you know. The auditorium, it's beautiful. Everything about this campus, it just I fell in love with it. And like I said, once I visited, it was just a an easy an easy yes for me. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, a lot of the same first impressions that you just said were, were alike with mine. Um, so let's transition to the season. Uh, we're, what, closing in on two weeks in. Um, how's, how has the beginning of the season been like? And what would you, to sum it up, how would you say that? Uh, you know, I, as a coach, uh, 
I didn't really know what to expect coming into practices. I mean, I, I knew the workouts I was going to run, but um, first off, Coach Hall has done an amazing job putting the practices together. I think he's he's utilized a lot of the um, things he learned over the summer and just being all around the country, like going to junior duels, going to Fargo, getting his USA Silver certification, um, uh, learning from a bunch of different coaches he knows in the area. And I feel like our practices have been – great the first couple of weeks um and I think the way our season is put together is really well done too because I think we have a good first couple of tournaments that kind of crescendo to the Kalahari duels um and a lot of these I've actually kind of I've I've previously wrestled in so it, it is interesting how similar your guys' schedule is to, to mine like almost every year at college so um MCC's up first. Uh, what's great about MCC as a first tournament is, since a lot of you guys are young, as I said, 20 people on the roster with, you know, four years of eligibility left, so that means they're, they're freshmen or sophomores who have the COVID redshirt. Um, there's also a lot of uh, athletes who are junior college athletes. That means they either are freshmen, sophomores, or redshirt sophomores. And that means you have people who are tough as nails. They're, they're also going to be in a college room. They're also going to be wrestling hard like we are. But they are a little bit more green than, let's say, you know, a, a regular Division three tournament would be. So I think as an opening tournament, it's it's a great tournament because you're still going to see tough competition. Like Mesquite Community College is a, is a very solid JUCO program, and they're running the tournament. You know, you, you see a couple of schools from our region, Olivet and Alma, who always bring tough guys. You 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 see a lot of JUCO schools that we don't usually see, like Triton Community College, Niagara Community College. Um, and then a couple of, like, club teams, like GBSU, who who usually actually bring pretty solid lineups, even though they're, they are club sport teams. So um, as, a, as, a, as a first tournament, it's, it's a punch in the mouth for us because, you know, it is a, it's the first college tournament, but it's not – too crazy, like going to the you know Michigan State Open where you're wrestling Division One athletes. So, um, I'm really excited for it. I think our team is is you know is developing very well. I think we did a very good job during preseason as a team. You know, building strength, building the shape level, building the endurance. Nobody looks bogged down. Nobody looks tired. Everybody looks on point and sharp. So I'm really excited about it. It's my first tournament ever coaching too, a collegiate match. So uh, I'm. You know, I'm really excited. Yeah, and that's something I was going to transition into uh, was Muskegon. And, you know, with, like you said, how young of a team we are, this is a lot of people who they're jumping from, including me, jumping from high school to college. Um, obviously, from a logistics standpoint, the only difference is the extra one minute and, you know, the riding time. And I think they, didn't they do the, the overtime? Yeah, there's a, I, I have to kind of is it clarify on I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I have to look. I left looking that one more. I believe it is two one one. But okay. Yeah. Um, no. And the worst thing you can do as an athlete coming in is treat it, you know, any differently. It's still a wrestling tournament. You still have a guy trying to pin you, and you're still trying to pin. You're still trying to pin them. There. There is really the worst thing you can really do is. I, I mean, you want to prepare right, and we are preparing right. But you also don't want to blow it up too much because it is just another tournament, except the competition is a little tougher. Um, so I, I think we are doing everything right. I think we're, we're training right. Uh, we're getting our mindset right. And that's all really you can do. And then we go out there, we wrestle, we readjust, we game plan, we go to the next one. 
Yeah, um, and you kind of just touched on it right there, but like I was saying, you know, a lot of guys' first college matches, what in your mind is the biggest aspect, not only physically but the mental aspect of it too, jumping from high school to college? And obviously, you know, you don't want to get too in your head about it, but it is, for a lot of people, it's a big jump. You know, it's not the same thing. I could tell that high school to college, workout-wise, was a big jump, so I can expect wrestling-wise it's going to be a big jump. Um, but what's your, your biggest advice and what's the biggest difference from high school to college just being there a couple of years ago? I mean, it's, it seems very familiar with you. It's kind of funny. Uh, I was uh, talking to Andy Williamson about this earlier. Um, my freshman year was, I told you my freshman year of college was pretty rough. Like, I, you know, I was, I really turned the corner, you know, saw end of sophomore, beginning of junior year. And before then, it was pretty, you know, I was. I was winning a couple, but I was getting beat a lot. Really, what it is, one, don't treat it any differently than you treat a high school tournament. Because it is. It's a wrestling tournament. The mat's the same size. Um, you shake hands. You wrestle. Like, the singlets change. Guys get a little bigger. But it's still a wrestling match. Second thing I'd say, you're going to get beat. Unless you're a world killer, you're going to get beat. Like there, and there are kids out there who are like that, right? Who are going to come to college and, and run the show, right? And you, you're going to have your your Gable Stevensons. You're going to have the guys like that. Most guys, though, you're going to get beat. The best thing, the best thing I can tell you about that is that you you take it on the chin, you get up, and you do it again. As I was telling Andy, guy beats you like in practice. You get up, you smile, you say, "Thank you, sir. May I have another?" And eventually, the, you, you stop getting punched in the face and you start punching them in the face. And it really is just a keep putting in the effort, keep grinding, keep getting better. And eventually, you're the one winning. Absolutely. And I definitely get what you're saying there. I, I've taken some time to reflect. You know, obviously, everybody's, unless you're, like you said, Gable Stevenson or Spencer Lee or, or a top world-class wrestler, everybody has their times where they struggle. Even them, they had their times when they struggled. Um, it's, it's really, and I feel like it's going to be the same thing at high school, just as a bigger stage. You know, if you struggle your freshman year, that might happen, but it's all to set you up for your junior, your senior year to just go out there and kill it, um, to learn, you know, I don't, I've worked on my mental aspect of, of wrestling a lot. You know, I used to, I'm, I'm always a guy who's always in my head. I'm always doubting myself, but I have to just, and this goes for anybody who does that. You have to just accept yeah. that you're a good wrestler and you're prepared for this moment. Your coaches and your teammates have prepared you for this moment. I don't think you either you either win or you, you learn. You can't lose unless you don't learn from your mistakes. Mistakes are only mistakes if you don't learn anything. Or mistakes are only failures if you don't learn anything. Yeah, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I got that from you because I think you said that at practice yesterday or, or, or sometime in the last week. Um it's all a part of it, and it's all a cycle, and it's all a plan, but you have to buy into that plan, and you have to keep working every single day. You know, you can't – I used to just dwell so much on, on a record and a winning percentage and stats, and it's just not that. It's, it's about your experience. About, it's about getting better. It's about putting in work when, you know, in the summer, not just in the room, after practice work, all that stuff. Um, even – and I wanted to go on topic about this, um, a big part – that I'm trying to improve on um, is my is life outside of wrestling. So nutrition and sleep and stuff that I didn't necessarily do right in high school. Um, what is your input and advice? You know, I know you talk about it at practice a lot on what you need to do outside of the mat that will transfer onto the mat. 
I mean, I'm, I could give a million different things. Um, and I think the things that have really been pushing are protein intake and water because we do have a lot of guys who have to make weight, right? Like um, most of the guys on our team are trying to lose some, some belly fat to get down to, to get down to wrestling weight, right? But we don't, we don't, when we do that, want to lose lean muscle mass. So one thing I've been pushing a lot in practice and, and after practices and whenever I see you guys is are we getting our protein? Are we getting our water intake? Because the little things like that, the little changes you can make now – and then you can make every couple of weeks, like, okay, I'm doing this really well. Let's add this on. That's how you improve. Like trying to rabbit diet. You know, I, I've heard this. I forgot where I heard this, but it's trying to rabbit diet and then jumping back into, into eating like crap. Um, never works for anybody. Because if you make all those radical changes, like, I'm never going to eat such and such again. It doesn't work. Unless you're you're completely insane or you're you're really desperate or like you know, ninety nine percent of the time jumping to that I'm never gonna eat anything unhealthy again never works, um. And a lot of times what we think is unhealthy is just being eaten at the wrong time. So, and you know this is what, um, this is generally what the nutrition I was talking about does with. Um, because she doesn't just work with athletes, she works with, you know, obese people, like people who are, who are morbidly overweight, like people who drink three liters of Coke a day, like, like people who are going to die if they continue in their current lifestyle. She basically says, okay, you're eating X, right? Can you eat X minus one? They do that. They stick with that. Okay. You can eat X minus one. Can we try to cut this out entirely? Okay. Couple of weeks, they do it. Now they're, lo- now they're seeing progress. Now they're losing weight. It's like, okay, I, I, I'm starting to gain. What else can I change to get better? Rome isn't, wasn't built in a day. No, nothing is built in a day. You know, not your body, not your mind, not your habits, Nothing. Everything is making the little changes and trying to get closer and closer towards perfection. Because we, we're, we're, we're human. We're never going to be perfect. Um, we just have to keep getting closer and closer to that line and making the little changes to try to get there. So, going back to the wrestling room, I tell you guys, okay, we're seeing this happen. Let's make this small change and try to stick to it. That's how we get better. That's how we improve. That's that's how you go from, you know, that's how you go from like like her clients was morbidly obese to being, you know, a you know, a, a fitness model. It just takes years. But the good thing about you guys is you guys aren't at that point. You guys are athletes. You guys are high-level athletes. We j- and we have four years to get you guys from high-level high school athletes to All-Americans. And all we got to do is make those little changes every week or so. And all those little changes add up. So, Absolutely. And, and I definitely get what you're talking about. Um, Coming from a guy who I'm a bigger guy, I've always struggled with my weight outside of wrestling, in wrestling, everything. My ju- my senior year, I wrestled 220 pounds. Uh, I would I would leave football 
I think I left football my senior year at, at 255 and, and made that cut in a couple weeks. Um, and I, it took me a long time to realize that, yeah, I'm getting the weight off, but I'm not getting what I need to get off. I, I'm losing my muscle. I mean, I, my, my numbers in, in weightlifting would drop 10, 15, 20 pounds. Um, yeah, it would be down on weight. But and it's, we have this at Trine. You know, we're doing daily weight checks to make sure that guys aren't, you know, absolutely destroying their body, cutting weight. And because obviously everybody knows that you have to lose weight. But in high school, you know, it was like, you have this weight, coach doesn't ask about your weight, be down to weight, come tournament time. And so like a guy like me, you know, I would weigh in at 220. On a, let's say a Tuesday duel, I would weigh in at 220 to Tuesday duel. I would eat like junk after weigh-ins. And I would go out to eat that night. And then I would come in tomorrow at practice gaining 15 pounds. And that's just not good for you because then it's, it's like no. rinse and repeat. It, it throws off – so and I see a lot of high school athletes do that and, frankly, a lot of college athletes. I, I've watched college athletes do that where they would, you know, cut to – cut 20 pounds and then, like, balloon back up and they have to do it all over again the week after. It throws your body in, you know – your body functions best when it's in, you know, homeostasis, which is just, you know, your your, metab- your resting metabolism. When it, when it has a constant – in so, like source of food, and, con- it, and constantly burning energy, right? We we keep that source constant. So if we want to go into a deficit, right? Like like you're in, you know, you're in a case where you you weigh like, you know, one sixty, and you have to make one thirty three, right? And, and we know based on your alpha, you can make that. We're not going to just tell you not to eat anything because that's stupid. That, that is objectively stupid, and some coaches do that, and they're dumb for doing it. Um, what you do is you, t- is you reduce the calories by, let's say if you want to lose a pound of body fat a week, 500 calories, right? You reduce by 500 calories. They're still getting enough energy to function in practice. They're still getting enough energy to do the workouts. They're still getting enough energy to do the lifts. And if our protein intake's high enough, they're not losing lean to muscle mass either. At the same time, they're getting down to that weight healthily. It, it, it's a myth that everything's all or nothing because it's not. Like you can, re- most changes come as I said, x minus one, not x minus x. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just totally cutting everything. Not out. totally cutting everything out. Not totally cutting out every single habit because then you're never going to make a change because it's going to be too hard. Because Humans, for the most part, are you know we we are weak. We right. are we we, we give in easily. So if we make changes, they have to be small. They have to be small, and they have to be get gradual over time. But they can be huge results if they're done methodically and consistently. And and physically and mentally, it's it's a long season. You know, this isn't like a two three month experience. Um, I don't exactly know how long it is, but. You're wrestling a lot of matches every week and hard physical practices every day. So you can't afford to just be destroying your body like some can get away with in high school. Um, so, so having that peak nutrition and taking care of your body and taking care of your, your, your mental aspect of it is, is huge too. Um, I, I mean, I can tell that. I'm sure you can attest to that. Um, so I definitely think, you know, coming into high school and into college – it's a big difference, and it's something that we got to get better at. And I think 
I think Coach Hall brought that up the other day when he was talking about um, you're not I, – I don't know if he was talking about this, but you're not going to feel 100 every day. Yeah. You're not going to feel motivated every day. You're not going to feel like like going crazy hard at practice every day, right? But you have to if you want to succeed. Not you have to go – you know, you have to be 100% every practice. But you have to put forth that effort consistently because – you know, you might have a lot of days, and I did had a lot of days in college where I just felt like I don't want to come into practice. I'm too tired. I don't feel like lifting. I don't feel like getting up at 6 a.m. I don't feel like, you know, getting smacked down on the mat by Dan Fleet again. But I had to do it. I had to do it because it got me better. And even if I couldn't give 100 today, I could give 90. And that 90 got me that 1% better. So it really is about a war of attrition with wrestling season. It's not about you know, having a great day every day. It's about consistently getting that little bit better. And I think that's, you know, one thing I really want to drill home to the guys this year is that y- you can't expect a hundred you at 100 every day. You're going to get banged up. You're going to get, you know, you're going to have, you're going to not feel great. You know, you're going you're gonna to be set, like mentally just about to break. But you push through. You know, either you get that you get a win to put keep you going, or you know, you know, we lift you up, or we as a team lift you up because we we value you, we care about you, because that is a lot of it too. It's it's lifting your teammates up, and that's what gets you through the season is the consistency and effort, and not necessarily, you know, I'm a hundred every day. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely get what you're saying. There's, I mean, shoot. Nobody wants to wake up at, at 5.30 and, and go to a 6 a.m. lift, which, first of all, kudos to you and Coach Hall. I mean, you guys are – every time we have a 6 a.m. lift, I walk into the building and you guys can hear the, the game day playing in the weight room and you guys are bumping music. And it's 5.30, so I assume you guys got here. What, what time do you guys get here at 6 a.m. lifts? Uh, so do you want to know what time we get up or what time we get here? Go what, what time do you get up? We get up at 4. That's crazy. Yeah, we get up at 4 and then uh... – Usually leaving the house by four ten, and then uh, we get here around like yeah four forty five. Get the lift in, and then because we want to be well, one it just wakes us up. Like I function better throughout the day when I get a lift in the morning. He functions better throughout the day. Like he he told me the other day he was like, it feels like I get so much done between seven and nine that day because like he gets in his office, he's just cranking out work. He's he's you know we're wide awake. Um, but yeah, and there is something to it about waking up early because I I know you. I mean, you probably feel this way, right? Don't you feel, like, way better at your 8 a.m. when you get a 6 a.m. lift in? Absolutely. And, and that's, like, even in the summer, you know. If I would wake up in the summer where I don't have anything to do all day, but I woke up at, like, 7 and got an 8 a.m. lift in, not only do I feel more productive and feel better about myself, but it's, like, and I saw this. I, I couldn't tell you who what it was, who said it and, and what manner they said about it, but, you like, you start your day with a win every day. Um, so his example was you start the day and you make your bed. That's one task that you did that was good for you, and it, it kind of motivates you to Jordan keep going. Peterson. Is that who it was? Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Great. Like, he's he's another guy where, you know, if you want to read a great book, um, 12 Rules for Life, that, that comes from that. Um, it, yeah, I, I, I remember reading that. Um, couple years ago and it's it is it's a really good book i would recommend it to anybody um who was looking for just um 
I guess truths that you you in you like implicitly knew, but you didn't know how to express. Because um, he does that a lot, where he goes into like how the human mind works, how the world works. Um, he does a lot of cool stuff, like biblical interpretation, like um, this is the meaning behind the creation story. Um, just, but yeah, if I if I rec- that's one of the books I definitely recommend. Twelve Rules for Life. That's a great book. Absolutely. Um, and, and just going back to what you said, it's just, it's so much about life is mental. And, and when you're going through, you know, a tough wrestling season, like, like what you said, yeah, I do. Cause when we have a 6am, we have a 6am lift tomorrow morning. I will be waiting for my 8am to start and my alarm will go off on my phone because I didn't turn it off. And I'm like, normally I'm getting up at this time. Yeah. And I have already got a lift in. I've showered. I've had time for myself. I've reflected and done the things I needed to do. And I'm so much ahead of schedule and I feel so much better about myself and so much better to attack the day. And I think that's just a big thing. Um, not even in rest, just and, wrestling. And part of the reason life. I can do that now is, you know, as a 25 year old is because it is in college. Cause we did six exams in college. So, you know, it teaches you good habits. Like, Oh, I feel great when I do this. Like as long as I get my, you know, get adequate sleep, which once again, another thing, you know, I'm like, Hey, you guys getting your sleep yet? <laughs> Um, you know, pushing that, uh, you know, it, it really does, you know, start your work day off great. Like it, it, it keeps, it, it wakes you up, it, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I love working out in the morning. So oh, I, I, I can totally attest to that. I mean, obviously when you wake up and that alarm goes off, you're like, man, I just wish I could snooze. Oh, you hate the world. You, <laughs> it's, it's so like, bad. shut up. I want to go sleep for another three hours. Yeah. I, I try to find uh, if I wake up at, at five fifteen and I don't have to leave until five thirty five. I'm like, if I can just sleep for five more minutes, it'll make everything better. And then I wake up at five more minutes and I'm like, it didn't make anything. No, better. this didn't help. But <laughs> this had, didn't help at all. This actually made it worse. Absolutely. But it's just, I mean, like you said, nobody wants to do it. But once you get there, and, and that motivate, and that's what separates. Yeah, it's hard for like five minutes. Exactly. It's hard for like five minutes. And then you get in the groove. Like when when we're lifting, I'm not I. Honestly, do not think I'm like, wow, it is 6 a.m. and I'm doing pause bench press. I mean, I don't think like that. I, I'm in the zone, and I think that's really good for you because we're going to have tough tournaments where we're waking up at 8 a.m. and it's time to wrestle, and you don't get that same virtue of sleeping in. Oh, no, we're going to be like, there's tournaments you're waking up at 5. Yeah. Like, that you're, you, um, I mean, fortunately for you, being the one nice thing about being having weights, you don't have to deal with weight cutting, but yeah. like, uh, um, yeah, you're you're waking up at five a.m. Sometimes ten pounds, like ten fifteen pounds under what you walk around at. Like, it, it 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 does stink, but you know that the stuff that stinks is actually the stuff you end up looking back on the the, the most fondly. Like, I remember one day for some reason I always remember this. We did like a forty minute grind match one day just in practice. Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna push ourselves today. You're gonna go forty minutes. I want forty minutes with a state runner up, not. Uh, not the funnest 40 minutes <laughs> in the world, I can tell you that. But that's the stuff you look at. Yeah, I did that. That's awesome. Right? No, absolutely. I mean, it's just so many cool memories that you can look back that, that wrestling has given me. It's given me my best friends. It's given me a passion and a purpose in life. And, and like I said, it's it's deeper than wrestling at, an, at, a, at a point. But I come from a wrestling family. And a lot of, I mean... My family, my brother does this a lot, and it really annoys me. We had, we will eat Thanksgiving dinner, and he, like, grabs me to go roll around in the living room floor. I'm like, why are you putting legs in after I just ate turkey and mac and cheese? 
But it's 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 a lifestyle. And what is that? What doesn't turkey have like a, a a chemical in it too that makes you sleepy? So you not only are you in double boots and on the floor, but you are drowsy as well. And I'm bloated. It's just not a good experience. <laughs> but I mean, no, it's it's a, it's a lifestyle, and the whole thing about people who want to do it and people who have to do it. Like, you don't want this, this sport to ever become a chore. You know, I find it fun. I love to wrestle. What separates, you know, the, the great from the good in my in my mind is like, like going back to the 6 a.m. lifts. Um, you don't have to go to those. You could just stop going. You might lose your spot on the team. But that's what separates the good from the great is, is willing to be like, okay, this sucks, but I'm going to embrace it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to this lift no matter how much it sucks, and I'm going to beat this lift, and I'm going to, and it's a, yeah. it's a thing I learned from high school I mean, football. I mean, nobody has to be there. Right. Like, you don't have to wrestle in college. Like, it's not mandated by law. Like, you could walk out of the room anytime you want. But there is pride in pushing through it. There's pride in competing. There's, you know, you have a, a community around you that loves competing as well. I mean, it, nothing's, a lot of the best things in life are, stuff that's hard, stuff that's challenging, but end up paying off and being rewarding in the long run. Yeah, I mean, it's one day, and and closing out my high school career, um, I kind of went disappointing. Um, But it's another thing where, like, in the grand scheme of things, the accomplishments from wrestling and all this is going to be insignificant down the road. But you will always have the memories, you will always have the friendships, you will always have the pride of looking back and thinking, man, I threw up on this practice, but you know what I did the next day? I came back and, or, or I broke this, I broke from this specific workout, but I came back stronger the next day and pushed through it. And that's just something that you can be proud of. And and that goes farther, deeper than wrestling. It's It really is a way to self-heal, you know? Sometimes you're having a bad day. Sometimes I'm having a bad day and I'm like, man, I just want to go out and wrestle. You know, I when I'm, when I'm on the mat and I have my shoes on, Nothing is going through my mind besides this shot, this drill, this second. And it really is. It's it's therapeutic to an extent. Exactly. No, I can tell you as a coach, even not even wrestling. Like, well, wrestling, of course, it was like that. It was you got on the mat and it seems like all the world's problems went away. But whenever I, you know, whenever I get on campus, whenever I start, you know, I start working, you know, on whatever coach hall wants me to work on that day, whenever I start planning out practices, whenever I start recruiting, Life just gets better. I just enjoy, genuinely enjoy what I'm doing. And being around a sport that changed me so much, um, yeah, it, it, it really is a blessing. Absolutely. And I'm, it's just amazing to, to call this place home and to, to work with this set of guys, um, guys who I've already considered family, and, and our bonds are just going to get that much tighter. And it's something I'm really, really excited for. Um, so much uncertainty, and everything's going to be so new to me, but I have the best guides in the nation you know, to work through. And like you said, a lot of these guys are going to be here with me for the next two to four years um, that I can grow with. And I mean, what, we have one senior, one junior, and the rest are sophomore and freshman. I mean, that's crazy. And I do think that hopefully we can set this new trend at Trine where you know, we're having these big classes and people are coming here because we're building something special. And that's what, you know, I really wanted to, to come in and build. And I, I think it's in full effect. I mean, you guys, 
are, are doing working hard behind the scenes, you know, in front of the scenes with, with practice and all that, but behind the scenes with recruiting um, and building a culture here that I've really, really enjoyed. Has it got tough at times? Yeah, but everything, everything best in life is, you know, worth fighting for and worth sacrificing for. You're not going to be great or get better without sacrifice. And it's not just something that wrestling has taught me, but it's not just taught me about wrestling, but it's been about life in general. And I'm really excited, really excited for this season. Absolutely. So what would you say are your goals for this season? For you, obviously, that's a long season. Um, first year, what do you want and what do you not, – not necessarily expect out of the team, but what are your goals for this team? I have this thing in my head where it's like I think we can get six or seven guys placing at the regional tournament, and I think we can get two or three nationals. And is it a big lofty goal? Yeah, but watching you guys work, watching the practices, watching everything Coach Hall's done, I truly believe that. I believe we have the the guys here that have the skill to do just that. Um, but I don't want to make them performance based, you know. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make is you make everything performance based because it's not what I want to see after this first year that everyone on the team can tech fall themselves at the beginning of the season. Because if I've done that, I've done my job as a coach. That everyone on the team, you know, can lift like a plate more in every single one of their lift um, lifts. Like if I've done that, I've done my job as a strength coach, right? If I see improvement, like which I have already am in spades, that's what brings me happiness. Like watching, you know, Andy Williamson, you know, Get a cradle today. Get a crazy cradle day in practice. Uh, watching, uh, you know, Josh Howell, you know, moving extremely well through positions, and and you know, watching you imp- improve in you know strength and physical fitness, and 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 wrestling tough. What uh, watching Captain improve radically since I started working with him, like that's the thing I get the joy out of. That's what makes me excited about being a coach is just watching each individual guy uh, improve day after day after day. Um, yeah, and that's kind of why I'm falling in love with coaching right now. It's, uh, it's just watching you guys grow. It's awesome. Absolutely. I think you put that you know very well because, like you said, you don't want to put these performance goals on, on everything because it's, it's at the end of the day, it's not necessarily about performance. And beat all of that. <laughs> and beat all of that. Let's beat all of that. So, okay, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. How is it? Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how strong of a rivalry it is, but how is it coaching for a team in a conference? And obviously, there's going to be a rivalry and a bit of a bit of tough oh, yeah. for each other. And, and uh, I, I say that joke. I, I say that tongue in cheek. You know, I I love Brandon Brissett. He's the head coach of all that. Like. He's done a ton for me, and it, it is it is going to be very fun coaching against him this year. It's going to be it's going to be weird too, in the opposite corner. Like when I was wrestling and Coach Hall was in the opposite corner, it was really really weird, especially because I, me and Coach Hall have always been you know really tight. So, um, but at the same time, it's fun. It's like fun to be on the other side of it. Um, so it's not really like, like you know, bad. It's it's good. It's it's cool. It's cool to go against your former coach. This, I, actually, I get to go against two of them this year. Uh, um, Adam Wilson is now the head coach at Albion, so it's going against another former Olivet coach that was coaching me. So 
I don't look at it so much as like rivalry. Um, I look at more as it, it just. Well, it is a rivalry. Let's be <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, com- I'm competitive. I want to beat them, but it's also uh, it's also fun to see the other side of it. It's also fun to see like um, just kind of the behind the scenes you don't get to see as a wrestler. Like that's that's the cool part of this year is that I get to really see a lot of the behind the scenes work um, that's done. You know, trying to get kids on campus and trying to uh, you know get all the tournaments set up and. A lot of stuff you don't think about while you're wrestling. You just think about, oh, I got this tournament this weekend. But it's like, oh no, there's a ton of planning that goes in that tournament. There's a ton of, um, you know, there's a ton of like hotel planning and like trying to get from A to B and and, and like trying to work out like like who what teams are at that tournament. Like it's kind of cool to see that background and yeah, it's kind of cool to coach against coaches to coach you. So absolutely, and I'm, I, like I said, I know it's something that you're gonna. Uh, Look forward to, and I definitely know that you're you're a competitive guy. You want to win. Um, what weight did you wrestle in college? 184 pounds. Okay. So I well depends on the year. Uh, freshman sophomore year, I split 174 and 184, and then junior and senior year, I just went 184. Okay. Um, it was a couple weeks ago. Or no, it wasn't a couple weeks ago. It was the beginning of the season. And you posted a couple highlights on your Instagram story. And I was like, okay, Coach Clark is a dog. Um, there was just some – I mean, obviously, I know you're, you're an extremely fit guy, strong guy, aggressive guy, which I love. Um, I, I know which ones you're talking about, too. Um, one of them was actually with Coach Hall in the other corner. That really? Was, yeah, that was that was a trying guy, yeah. Um, no, and the funny thing is every guy wrestled from trying um, – I don't remember the first guy I wrestled my freshman year, but every guy I wrestled from trying was actually, you know, tough. Um, the three guys I wrestled from trying was at Olivet was um, all around 184 pounds. So there was um, two of them I know. One of them I really don't know very well. Um, so the two I do know, I'll start. And the guy I wrestled the most was Luke Carver, who was a uh, two-time regional placer for us. Um just an absolute dog on top. The guy, like, he had a pr- he had pretty good neutral, pretty good bottom, but, like, I've seen that guy go on top of, um, get on top of, uh, like, national qualifiers and All-Americans and pin him in a cradle. Like, he just runs that cradle viciously. Um, you know, strongest grip I've ever seen in 184 pounds. Like, he was he was tough. Split matches with him. Uh, split matches, too, with, uh, Austin Farrell, who was a uh, wrestler from Allegan High School, wrestled for trying for a few years. He was a uh, um, state semifinalist, another tough guy. And then J.C. Jensen, I don't know as much about him. I do know um, he was a, uh, you know, he was he was good too. So like every guy I wrestled from trying was tough. Like I always I always drew like your guys' you know hammers. So, um. But that was one of that was one of the highlights was me wrestling one of the trying guys, and then the other was, uh, uh, I think the the other guy was a nationally ranked dude from Indiana Tech, I forgot his name. But. Okay, um, I want to bring this up because you you know you, you brought up wrestling at trying. Um, I haven't seen a college meet. I haven't been here at college or at trying. Obviously, I'm going to wrestle in one in a couple of weeks or a month or so. But the atmosphere, you know, I I assume you've wrestled here at Hershey. Um, what is what is the di- difference in atmosphere um, compared to high school and just just the feeling? Because obviously it's, I mean everybody here, like we talked about earlier, is here by choice. You know, nobody here signed up for wrestling just because you know it's wrestling. They want to wrestle. They want to be better. 
and wrestling is a passion of theirs. They're a good, solid, high-level wrestler. I mean, when you make that jump to college, that's the only case. Are you? Uh, I guess my question is: Are you specifically talking about like the athletes? You're talking about the like you know the meets here. Yeah, I kind of went off topic, but but what what was it like wrestling here at Trine? And to anybody who's you know wants to to talk about that or wants to hear about that, or even even a freshman like me who's gonna see it in a couple weeks or a month. I mean, just talk to me. What's it like? Um. You know, the funny thing is my first wrestling tournament in college was at Trine. It was the Trine Invitational. Um, that tournament's always a tough tournament. They always, uh, when I was in school, they always had a couple of, like, top, you know, top 15 schools there. I mean, you had Baldwin Wallace come out. You had U Chicago, who always has some hammers. You have uh, Wheaton, North Central, who, uh, North Central's always tough. Um, and... It's different, but it's not. So the guys are tougher. Like the guys who go zero and two at tournaments. Sometimes are like state placers. Like that. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a fact. Like you, you get some tournaments where, you know, you'll get a state placer get knocked down the first two rounds. Um, or a state, even like a state runner up. It's it's nuts. Like to see that, but at the same time, it's just a wrestling tournament, right? Um, level competition is higher. Matt's the same size. Refs are still calling pins and and near near fall points and takedowns and stuff. So, as I said earlier, it's it's um, if you don't buy into like the you know like like if you kind of forget it's a college tournament, it's just another wrestling tournament. Um, wrestling like at you know dual meets and stuff. Um, like when they bring out crowds, it's nuts. Like there was a couple turn there was a couple of meets I've been at where they brought out like full size crowds for senior night and, and stuff and that was it's it's intense, especially if you're not used to wrestling in front of crowds, which I'm really not. Like obviously Lansing Catholic Bath program wasn't that big a deal. We had like one home meet ever. Um but um once you get on the mat though, and it's just you and the other guy, you're in a dome. Like, all you hear is you barely hear your coach in the background, and you can only hear him really when you're walking back in the center of the mat. Um, when you get out there, you don't really have a problem holding it in because it's like, this guy's trying to kick my butt, so I better do something about it. Absolutely. And and I came from a high school where wrestling, you know, we, we were pretty dominant in wrestling. I think we won nine straight sectionals and then I think seven straight regionals. Yeah. Um. And at our home meets, we always had, you know, a big crowd, a loud home crowd. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, I spent a lot of time like, oh, my whole family here. I know all these people. It's so loud and emotional. And when you get a big pin, I mean, I remember Prairie Heights my, my junior year. Um, every time when we would get a pin, it was so back and forth. Every time you get a pin, everybody just jumps up. And it's it's just such high energy. So I, I do I do know exactly what you're talking about, but like you said, when you get out there on the mat and you shake hands and you're getting in the groove, nothing yeah, it's else not gonna matters. be that. It's really so for a guy like you or a guy like you know John Browning or Phil Bernie who's come from DCC where they attract like everybody in the school to their home meets. It's not gonna be that much different. I mean, um, like in terms of atmosphere, like and really like personally, when I was wrestling, because we had a huge draw my senior year for our Alma duel, the crowd was the last thing I was thinking about. Like, I was thinking about that guy. That's a guy I got to beat, so. No, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Um, 
going back to high school because, you know, it's the only reference I have. But uh, us in Garrett High School, we have a couple of Garrett guys, Mason and Gage, on our team. Yeah. We always wanted to beat Garrett. Garrett was our competition in, in sectionals, regionals, semi-state, state. Going to Garrett for that duel, you know, Garrett's – wrestling's just as big of a deal, if not bigger deal at Garrett than it is at Carroll. So – it was kind of like the same thing. I was not really engulfed in the crowd so much, but I was like, I want to beat Garrett. I have never been in a locker room for wrestling with a guy that was or with a team that was so much more locked in than that that junior year duel at Garrett. Um, but once you get out there, you just want to win, and you want to win for your team, and you want to beat your rival, and that's what it's all about. Um, I think people get in their heads so much, and, and including me, about – you know, the aesthetic and there's so many people here, everybody's watching or even, you know, with COVID last year, I know that we didn't have a lot of fans for most of our duels. Um, so it was a little easier, but it's like so many people are watching at home. I don't want this, me to look like this or that. But once you step on the mat and you shake hands and the whistle goes, it's all, it's all irrelevant. Exactly, yeah. It, I mean, I couldn't, I barely remember the crowd in any of those meets, so. No, I, I, I hear you. And then, at the end of the day, it's just another man across from you. I mean, it's it's nothing nothing different. It's just you're a guy out there trying to beat the crap out of another guy um, and trying to win that. So is there anything else um, that you would like to let the Trine fan base know or, or even any potential guy who's, who's found this podcast and, and wants to wonder about Trine or know about the program or even you um, or the facility, the campus – any of that? Um, I can tell you, um, not just because he's my best friend, but um, because uh, that he is that dedicated to the program, that he's that dedicated to excellence. Um, I really want to thank Coach Hall for everything. Um, uh, he, you know, he's helped, like, beyond just, you know, getting down here and getting settled and, and trying to, you know, um, make this as easy for me as possible, this transition from my other job. He has also just been a fantastic friend, and I don't know anybody more dedicated to making their team great than he is. Uh, you know, I was able to kind of witness, like, the work he put in this summer, going to Fargo, going to Junior Duels. There was a stint. He has a newborn, and there was a stint for about three weeks he was gone. Like, he was at, either at Junior Duels or at Fargo or – um, or on a different recruiting trip. Like, his entire July was booked. Um, when he's not here and he, we're not directly in season, he is working his butt off to make this program great in some way, either by getting in contact with high school coaches or, um, you know, you know, networking with different coaches around the state of clubs um, or – just trying to make himself a better wrestler and technician. I, I've never met someone who is more invested in their job than he is. Um, and really, you know, when I say I, I'm really trying to match that when it comes to as an assistant and trying to take as much off his plate as possible because he does everything for this program and um, he's really done a great job the past couple of years just from – you know, being an outsider looking in and now being inside the program, he has really just worked like a dog for this place. So, um, you know, he's been a great friend, and I, he's been an awesome boss. So that's really all I wanted to say to end the podcast. So.
Absolutely. And um, I just want to say something real quick. Um, I had, coming in as a guy my senior year, um, some schools reach out to you. I had to reach out to Trine. Um, and it was the, the best decision of my life, too. So to any guy who's listened to this and, and you know, you're like, okay, I really like Trine, but I haven't got a contact. You guys are busy guys. You know, you can't keep tabs on every single kid. Don't be afraid to reach out. Um, I had to text Coach Hall and set it up, and it was the, it's the best decision I ever made. So my advice is to anybody who's on the fence, just just don't be afraid to reach out. It's a beautiful place here, beautiful people, beautiful staff. I promise I'm not that mean. <laughs> I look mean, but I'm not that mean. No, no, no. He's, coach Clark is a, is a great person, a great coach, a great friend. Um, but, yeah, um, Coach, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Um, and I think that'll about do it for today. Um, Day eight out of whatever. I don't know. Till nationals. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so until next time, I want to thank you for listening to the episode number one of the Building a Trinity podcast. And I cannot wait to talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.